Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. It's the Fatback Four. And I am Gav. That's Keith. That's Kev. That is Shawnee. And um, Liverpool march on. And the quadruple is still on. And Shawnee done a tweet a while, a, about a half an hour ago and he said, everything is still on until it's not. And it is. So um, it explained it very, very well. You're all yeah. very welcome in the chat. Um, if you're watching, like, subscribe, share if you want. If you can't, Nothing we can do about it, as we always say. And, of course, put your comments in there, and we'll read out as many as we possibly can. Shawnee, how are you? Good. Struggling a bit, playing sore trout, but mm. good. Um, yeah, it's just, it was a bit of a mad game. I, it's it's probably the most I've enjoyed a game, Liverpool game, in, in a bit, to be honest, because I, I'm... I'm not old enough to kind of recognise what Forest are or were, but um, my dad gave me a bit of a history lesson as to how good they were and what it was like. And it was a proper cup toy. Like that, that I felt like I was watching the FA Cup when I was a young fella. When it used to be, it used to take over a football weekend sort of thing. It was a proper cup toy and really enjoy, enjoyed it. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was exhilarating. It was a it was a great game of ball. I thought it was. It was one of those where it felt like a proper cup tie. I've seen a couple of people saying that it looks it looks like a proper cup tie. Keith, before we went to lineups yeah. and before we went to um, everything else about the game, you know, it was just one of those games where it was a bit Liverpool dominated the vast majority of it. Let's be honest about it. But but Nottingham Forest in their own way had a go and and to come through it, we've been drawn with. Um, 
Man City in the semi-final. Palace will play Chelsea, as we've seen before the game. Just get through it. And, um, yeah, we're in another semi-final. Like, what, what more is there to say? It's just it's just one of those where a, go, a good game, you get through it. Another semi-final. And we're starting to tick these games off um, day by day, week by week. Yeah, that's what it's all about now. Um, not that performance doesn't matter. It does, but it's getting the results that we need. You know, you get in, get over today. And I'd say if you watch that game without commentary, and I don't know where everybody watched it, but we know what it's like when a, a lower league or a, a non-Premier League team plays a Premier League team. The commentators will go on and maybe dress it up a bit more than it, than it is. I thought Liverpool were the better team. I thought Liverpool had the better chances. But we weren't at our best. Um, Forrest played well, except for in the, the final tour, I'd say. Um, but, you know, it's only about getting the result that we need. It's it's marching on now to another semi-final now in Wembley, Man City. You know, I'm not, I didn't give a shit who we got in the draw, but I'm a bit gutted that we got City. Nothing to do with us or City, but I'm gutted that Chelsea drew Palace and that Leiden, that young fella, Conor Gallagher, can't play. Because he's on well, loan, he you know, this is... If Chelsea allowed yeah, it. They're not going to allow that. <coughs> no? Well, you know what I mean? They won't allow that. And it just means, you know, it, it's a shame. Do you know what I mean? It's epoxy real, this, when you're loan. And I think it's only the Premier League that do that. It could be, I think it is only the Premier League. If you're loan in other leagues, like if a Spanish players on loan in Spain, you can play against a parent club in Italy and the likes. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's a shame for them, but for us, I'm just happy to be in the hat. Sean, he, he was dead right with his tweet, you know what I mean? Once it's still on, it's still on. That's all we can ask for. Let's go ahead now. we know all seen the fixture list that's coming up in April. This is what it's all about. This is what you want to be in it for. We're in April now, and we have a chance of winning everything. Do you know what I mean? And how ridiculous that may sound. And look, people are going to be queuing up to knock us if we don't get over the hurdle in one or all the three it is. But you have to position yourself. And we've positioned ourselves. We got over the fourth one, the League Cup. That's in the bag. That gives you a chance. If you don't win the League Cup, you can't win a quadruple. So you get that one in the in the bag early, and then you're positioned. We all know Man City are the favourites for the league, according to the experts. I don't. I think Liverpool have a real good shot in that. But you position yourself now where you're in the semi-final of the FA Cup. We are in the quarter-finals of the Champions League. Where it, say favourable draw you know what I mean it could have been a hell of a lot worse and you're second in the league and you're chasing down a team that I wouldn't say are looking a bit dodgy but are not looking as imperious as they have while we're getting on there and getting the results some good performances some not so good performances but result is all that matters result is king at this stage of the season yeah Cats are the heavy and decisive fixture list in April now in a short period of time we need our A game on and Kev we've spoken about this over the last couple of weeks you know, you, you love to see Liverpool playing exhilarating football. You love to see them playing, like, you know, just 100 miles an hour. And I think we see it a bit of it against Arsenal during the week. Our pressing was unbelievable against Arsenal. But, again, there's certain games you're going to come to. Like this, and probably like Watford at half 12 on a Saturday morning after an international break where you go, listen, don't really fucking care um, how we play. You know, you want to see us play well, but once you're coming out of there with the win and the three points or, you know, progression into the next round of a cup... It's all that really matters now, Kev, because you're, you're seeing how much we have to use a squad. You're seeing an international break. You're going to see players getting niggles, odd suspensions. And it's just all about putting yourself in that position. Yeah, look, everyone's going to have a role to play in this run-in. That April on paper is horrific. It's 
non-stop aggression, full-on top-flight football against top-quality sides where you're playing against sides, even in the league, everyone has something to play for. Even what, you know, the Watford game, you know, they're fighting for their lives to try to stay up. So there's no easy ones where you could say, you could pick one out and say, okay, that's the one where we can take a few liberties. No, none of that now. It's full on from here on in. And like lads were saying, the spot on. If you're a fan, it doesn't get better than this. This is as good as it's ever going to get as a football fan that you're involved in every single trophy going. And not, well, nobody else can say that. You know, and you saw it in the lineup today when when the lineups came out. There were six players in that starting eleven going into that game cold, and they're the kind of players that you need them to to put in a, a shift. You're not going to get top quality performances out of them, but you need them to do a job, and most of them did. Not for ninety minutes, but most of them did bits today that kept us in the game or kept the ball, kept the play going. And it was just one of those. It was all about the result. Disappointed in the final result. I thought we were better than a 1-0. But it is what it is. It's 1-0 and we're through. It's all we can do. It is all we can do. And and, um, me and Keith were out yesterday having a drink. And we got talking to... It's my brother-in-law. He's a United fan. And we were having a chat with him about United and Liverpool. And um, and we were a good hour there. Basically, reading reading them as rights, I think we were, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, but we got on to the whole thing about winning a quadruple. And, you know, if we win this game, where will we be if we win that game? And he just turned around at one stage to me and he went, listen, when United were going for the, the treble, games were literally coming every three days for the last two months of the season, he said. Yeah. And all you can do is enjoy it. Because if you don't enjoy it, don't be there. Do you know what I mean? Now you can worry, he said, you can worry yourself and you can absolutely, your head be falling off the morning of the game or the afternoon of the game, he said, but that's where you want to be. There's nowhere better to be. You know, it is absolute top-end pressure, but there's nowhere better to be. And he even said to me last night, he went, look, you know, he went and won the FA Cup, the league and the European Cup, he said. He said, but they could have easily lost the European Cup final, you know, and he said, like, would I have regretted it? He said, no. He said, that's where you want to be. He said, there's no failure in this. There's actually no failure in it. He said, if, if Liverpool come out with this with a League Cup and maybe one other trophy, i.e. the FA Cup, there's no failure in it. He said, to be in that position going into the start of April is ridiculous, he said. It's actually ridiculous to be in the four trophies at the start of April. And the, you just have to... You have to enjoy it, but I understand people are literally going, holy fuck. When you look at, when you look at April, and we get on to it later, and we look at how the fixtures have, um, have fallen because it's just a mental series of games that we have. And the one thing I would say is that Klopp knows he has all these games. He knows what players he has. He knows what days he's going to be playing for the vast majority of them. And he'll have them ready. There's no doubt about it. He'll have them ready. You won't see many, for me, people put in a team and going, I'll just throw him in there. Um, you know, a young star, whatever. He's not, he's going to go absolutely hell for leather at this now because he's what, 16, 16 games away. He's 16 games possibly left in this season. And if he's successful across these six series of 16 games, he will go down. Um, you know, he go down as it's the biggest achievement ever seen by the club in one season. So it's, it's one of those. It's the biggest achievement by any English club. 
Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not even just Liverpool. This is yeah. this blows everything out of water, and that's why I don't think we've. You know, we go on about Liverpool fans go on about the quadruple, and you know, I remember when Manchester United won it in '99. I'm sure we all do. Sean, he's maybe a bit, a little bit younger, but you know, they were a good team, but they did have a lot of luck along the way. They did, you know, the the semi final in the cup against Arsenal. They weren't great in that game. They did have luck. You need that luck, and you need to ride that luck, and you need to be there to take advantage of it. And you know. Klopp does this he goes down Alex Ferguson got a knighthood on the back of winning a treble I don't know what Jorgen's yeah. going to get oh, the, one thing the one thing I'd say oh, is this this will never be achieved again with the expansion of the Champions League in the Club World Cup and the ever expanding international calendar no club side will ever get close to doing this in the future it's just going to be a physical impossibility so the fact that we're we're in it now I think if we do it, it'll never be equaled. I can't. I just cannot see how a squad of twenty-four or twenty-five players with an expanded Champions League, an expanded Club World Cup, can achieve all four competitions. I just think it's going to be impossible. So this could be the last chance that any club has a realistic chance of doing it. Go on, Sean. You were going to say something there. It's just box ticking now, really. Like I. I've seen loads of the stuff going around today about the schedule and all being tweeted up and this game after this game after this game. And But I don't think the rhetoric changes for this team. Uh, I think it'll remain to be the border now one game at a time because um, listening to Roy Keane there tonight on ITV, you kind of, I know he does a lot for sound bites and that, but you need to kind of, when he talks on this sort of thing, you like... Um, you kind of think to yourself, yeah, well, he's done that. And he, he did. And he was he was so key to it. But he literally just said, you just go in, you get the game out of the way, you focus on your recovery and you go again. He said, there won't be much too, no, uh, too much insight into analysis and areas of improvement. The team just sort of goes into autopilot in a way and you just keep going. Um, and you trust in the ability and the quality of the players within the squad. But, and he said he sees that with this Liverpool team. Um, I didn't for one sec think that it was going to be easy. I don't think Benfica is going to be easy. And I don't think those players will either. It's so... It, it, this is all on a knife edge now, Gav. This is knife edge football. Like, is that key to it as well, Johnny, though? Because if Liverpool at the moment were sitting, say, eight points clear in the Premier League, right? Mm. You'd say, right, they literally need to win four games or something out of four and nine, something along them lines, right? Um, four or five games. And you, there's a bit of leeway there there's a bit of there's a bit of slack in the rope there right but this isn't like this Shani. this is where fucking nearly neck and neck in the Premier League we've a huge semi-final against the people we're going to be running against in the league in Man City we've got Benfica followed by Bayern or Villarreal and possibly then you're looking at City Chelsea Real Madrid and Atletico on the other side of the draw so there's no leeway here, Shani. They literally no, there's, there's no there's no second guessing. Yeah, this, this is there's no second guessing in this. This is but you like, need to win everything. You can't these, you can't take a weekend off, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What they always say with these com- competition that's a marathon, not a sprint. And the Premier League has been a sprint for the most part between Liverpool and City because there's been so little margin for error. But when you look now, like we we and it goes the other way as well, like we could literally destroy season city in a week yeah. likewise they can with us sort of thing you know what I mean like you said it wouldn't be a failure but 
you've you've got to feel like we are buying in every single competition here. You know what I mean? And it's just keep rolling. This is something as a spectator that's completely alien to me. Eighteen, nineteen, we're we're going for the league coin and the Champions League sort of a distraction, and we end up winning it. But now we're looking at it now, and we have the squad now, Gav, which is a big thing. Where you're kind of going, we can take on all comers, and it's just literally going to be one game at a time. And it, I'm not ready for it. Anyone, like everyone's going around, just strap and enjoy it. But this is going to take years off my life. I absolutely know it. But like the, 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 what they always say is, the journey is always greater than the destination, and that's always what you remember. And today was a memorable FA Cup quarter final, which you think. When we look back on these runs, you go, and Jesus, we went to Forest and they gave us a great game. And that's what it's all going to be about. And the thing is, we're kind of, we, we haven't been a scintillating best in, I'd say, the last month. Uh, I thought we were good against Arsenal. But you look at some of the performances and the results far, away, uh, far outweigh the performances. And that's all that really matters. I think we have gears, Gav. And that's the scary thing. I really do. I think that there's gears to go on this side. I think that the... That the far our forward players will come around again and start like kind of hitting a bit of form because they haven't been great, but we've just been getting it done, and that's really all that matters. We're finding a way. Whereas you look at City, who dominated Palace last week, they couldn't find a way. So this this is brilliant. Like this is like Kev said, just you're never actually going to see anything like this again. This this is the pinnacle for us um, with football coming so diluted and fucking torn out and dragging the arse out of all these competitions like this could be it's historic I, I said it got weeks ago when we were talking about how important the Carabao Cup final was and I thought like if we win that you feel this is really something a springboard into history and while we're right on the we're riding the crest of the wave here and who knows where we're going to end up but Fuck it, we're all along for the ride, and we'll be here every Sunday talking about it, no doubt. And I'll probably need to check in the Lowman's by the end of April. But look, <laughs> yeah. um, a couple of people are mentioning only Everton fleece, it's not, it's just a Puma top. But do you need all the support you can get? Know, <laughs> yeah. So, in fairness, um, if, if if you think that's me supporting Everton, fair enough. Uh, John says, Remember that you know, you know, that won the league in '99 and the treble, they won the league by a point. He beat Spurs on the last day. I think I remember Andy Cole lobbing a yeah. goalkeeper. Um, they were also on that tightrope. That's the that's the big thing for me. It's there's there's none of this where you can go th- that league game there in between Champions League game or that league game there between an FA Cup semi final. We can let you know we can let off the pedal a little bit because we have a margin for error. There's no margin for error, and I think that I think that's actually good for us where we know does th- because sometimes you can get play really well you have a week where you go this game we can kind of take a few chances on because we're, we're back in it next week and we have a, a buffer and sometimes it can be hard to get back up to that level again whereas this team just know now every game you go into you must win you must win between now and the end of the season and if you keep doing it God knows where you get to in the end but onto this game itself Keith you know you see the lineup: Allison players Gomez Kanate Van Dijk Simakas um, he goes um he goes Fabinho, he goes Keita, no. Elliot, he goes uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jota, Firmino. No sign of Mane, no sign of Salah. Um, 
it was still strong enough though, wasn't it? Like, were you expecting it to be a bit stronger? Because I th- I seen a few people going, wow, he's left a good few out there. And then I saw people going, geez, that's way stronger than I thought it was going to be. Is that just people thinking Forrest were going to be a bit easier than they were? But overall for you, it was a good lineup. It was, it was a good lineup, great bench as well. It was, Gavin. Like, well, I don't think we're going to see Tyler Martin and, you know, Connor Bradley or these young lads now. They've had a few games... Even Quiven Kelleher, you know, they've had a few games, well done, but now it's the senior squad, which Kelleher is a part of, but I just mean, I don't see us messing about with goalkeepers now. I just think it's now at a stage where you've got the squad there, you've got players coming in, like, let's say Joe Gomez and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who have been out of form, um, suffering maybe with fitness and things like that over the, over the years coming in. And if they're, let's not say your weakest link, but if they're the players that you're like more worried about, well, then we're not doing too bad. Do you know what I mean? Like we'll talk about individual performances, I'm sure. But, you know, the, the squad now, whatever whatever uh, variation of it that we're going to put out in games, it's going to be strong. It might not be as strong as people expect it to be, but it won't have youngsters in it. And, you know, we, we played Forest today. Did we take them too lightly? I don't think we did. I think, you know, Steve Cooper's a, a good coach. He's well-known within Liverpool. Um, I think Klopp picked a team that was quite respectful to Nottingham Forest, while at the same time looking after Liverpool's interest as well. You know, like we, we made a few changes. We still had a strong team. It still expect us to win. But it was never going to be an easy game. Sean, he said that. They're not a bad team. They have good players in there and, you know, we needed to have that strength in there. You know, we needed a Van Dijk in there. We needed to have Alisson in goal. We needed to have Fabinho. Um, but we, that's where we're, where we're at now. Put your strongest team as possible, but try and manage it as best as you can. There's not going to be many games now between now and the end of the season where you can manage it. You just have to nearly go, as I think Shawnee said, you're nearly on autopilot now. It's just rolling, boom, 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 through the games, through the gears, get the results. But you're nearly, managing, happy you're nearly managing it in-game. Where if you're yeah. training, look, you can manage it in-game for 20, 20 exactly. minutes. Exactly. And you saw today he makes four subs in one go because you can do that in cup competitions. And that's where I think we'll see chopping and changing in the cups where they can where you can do that. You can make a lot of changes. You can bring players in. You can bring them out on the hour and give lads a rest and give them the final half hour. I think that's where we'll see a lot of the squad management happening. But it'll be interesting to see how the games go. I think it'll be strong from here on in. Yeah, I think it will be strong. And, and you know, when I when I looked at the team today, I just I thought, yeah, that's absolutely fine. You know, Manny and Salah are involved in an international kind of head-to-head thing, aren't they, um, over the international break now. And... You know, Mane has played an awful lot of football since he's come back from the African nations. Salah the same. And it was probably, regardless of what's going on with the international games during this break, it was probably was one where the year marked him. Listen, we can play these right up to then, and, but we have to rest them. Because if we have them for the rest of the season, they need a weekend off here. They absolutely need one. So they go and do that. Um, Midfield-wise, Kate has been playing well. Fabinho it's, goes, speaks for itself. Elliot has been in and out. Uh, mostly out since he's come back in fairness so they give him a chance and up front you know Firmino scores during the week Jota's still making his way back to full sharpness in my opinion which is fine the Oxley chamberlain one is a bit weird I thought Minamino might got a look in there or Diaz even get another chance but you, again you say to yourself they're on the bench and you have five subs that's a huge thing um, Kev getting into the game because I just felt like Liverpool just dominated 
and should just be ahead of half time. And if they're ahead of half time, we're probably not having a big discussion over the fact that it's one nil. Firmino should just square it or bury it, and he doesn't. He doesn't either. He tries to be cute, but was that a little bit of complacency coming in? Because I've seen, I have seen some people talking about how our front three are performing in games, even though we're winning and playing well. There's some concerns over how our how our front three are kind of interacting and playing with each other at times. I think before that, before the Bobby one, because I mean that was Bobby's first start, I think, since coming back from his injury. And uh, like yeah. you said, Jota's coming back from injury as well. You had Elliot played right wing, Ox played right centre mid. And I thought Chamberlain was fine in the first half. The change in formation at the start of the second half just didn't suit him at all. It was it was horrendous for him. But before the uh, Bobby chance, there was a penalty there should have been a penalty on Jota. It was and you had Lee mm-hmm. Dixon saying, "Yeah, great tackle. Didn't touch the ball. <laughs> yeah, didn't touch the ball whatsoever. You know." And I, someone asked me on Twitter because I, I just put a tweet. I just, that's what it says. <laughs> Lee Dixon and commentary. You know, great tackle. Never touched the fucking ball. Blind bastard. But then I thought, "What well, VR can't be? A, there can't be any VR at the game because, like, it was clear as day. That's you know, that was, stone, that was a stone. That was a stone pen. So I just wrote it off and said, "Look." Referee's shite is Craig Paulson. He's a fucking shite ref at the best of times. So we're not getting anything out of him today. And I just on me merry, me merry way with it. The Bobby one, he almost had too much time to think. He had to either shift it to one side, do something, do a trick, make the keeper make a decision. The keeper did really well, stayed on his feet, stayed big, and made a good save. I thought he's he played well. That keeper, he had a, he made a couple of good saves, mm. but we dominated the first half. You know they had. A couple, they look threatening on the break now and again. I thought their full back was their right back was really quick. He was, he was, he looked good. Simicast was wasteful. Some of his uh, decision making, I suppose, some you know, rash shots where the pass should have been a, the right, you know, the better decision. But overall, the first half, I couldn't believe it was nil nil. Couldn't believe it. But at the same time, I never for seconds, I, I just couldn't see them scoring. It would have had to be an absolute howler of a mistake for for them to get anything because the back four was just fantastic. You know, they 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 marshaled it really well. They were good on the ball as well. Some of the passing into forward players was good. You know, I, I was happy enough for that. The what Klopp did at the start of the second half, I couldn't wrap my head around. I just thought that when he changed it to four two three one. After dominating the way we the way the game was going, I just I couldn't work out why he did it. There was no need. You know, sometimes when you change from four three three to four two three one, is to get that person in midfield centrally a bit more advanced, and maybe try help commit another centre half or something like that. That's usually what it's for. Mm. But Shani, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Like, Firmino should score. Where do you stand on this? Like, because Jono says John, Jota is the funniest footballer around. Versus Ar- Arsenal for his general play was rubbish. Yeah, he scores goals. Love him. No nonsense footballer. 
Where do you stand on the whole idea that we are winning games, but you, there's a slight concern there over maybe the chemistry between the front three, different combinations? Um, you know, you always get this stuff like, oh, there's that much competition. They don't pass to each other and all sorts of stuff. But there has been, I know, there has been, for me, though, a little bit of a thing where just the decision-making just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't seem to be... The rest of the team look great, but just together as a tree up front, regardless who they are, it just doesn't look like it's clicking yet, or maybe there's a lack of understanding, especially when Diaz is in the team. Is there anything to be concerned about? No, there's nothing concerning to me. It's See, they're still getting it done. Bobby's been in the goals row playing well. Jota's still in the goals. Yeah. That's the thing. That's, and he's pretty, he's pretty much been like that since he's come to Liverpool. There's been loads yeah. of games where you're thinking, Jesus, he hasn't done a whole lot other than get goals. But look, that's what he's doing for. I think the problem with the... The problem probably stems from, Gav, we've, we've made a lot of changes. And, like, I don't know who's going to start the front, the front three against Watford. I couldn't tell you who's going to be the front three that starts against Benfica. And that's the thing. And it's not a bad thing, but it can be bad. Klopp's big on rhythm. And you see the effect that that can have on a back four. And that can definitely be the case with a with a front three because if the, the symmetry is off, it can affect your decision-making. And decision-making is what makes or breaks it in the final third. And that, that's where the problem is lied. But I have a feeling someone's going to get a hiding very shortly, very soon, someone is going to end up getting a hiding and we will click back into clear because I think the players are too good not to. You need to realise as well, Mane's had games out in the right, down through the middle as well. So mm. not everybody has played in the preferred positions. And we coin it, you've Mao Mane who've come back from AFCON, you've had Jota who's had knocks, you've had Firmino who's had knocks and you have Diaz who's just coming in. So, it's still, we're kind of like, we're juggling it, but we seem to be always finding a way, Gav. And I think there's so much quality there that they always will, if you get what I'm saying. Like, at least one of them is going to pop up and do something, you feel. And if not, they cause chaos of nothing. You know what I mean? They, if they're not on it, they, st- they still make it really, really difficult to play against. Like Mo, like even Taki today, I thought when he came on, thought he was really good. Thought he was yeah. really tight. I think he caused problems because he pinned their fullback, which we didn't really have with Elliot because he was moving so much. So, you know what I mean? Whereas Taki kind of pinned them and he was really, his ball retention was good. And we have the squad now where we don't really have to worry about it. You just think one of them is going to deal for us. Like our issue is fitting who we have to put in, where the city's issue is who do we put in? Because we don't really, well, they have Gabriel Jesus, but he's not a striker according to. Not the, a Parpers now, is it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's not really. Um, someone's going to get a hiding. That's, someone is going to be on the end of a hiding very shortly. And it could be one of these big sides, to be honest with you, because they just seem to be up in it when they need to. Um, I'd, l- I'd love to give someone a hiding without Mane and or Salah in the side. Well, it doesn't really matter, Gav. No, I'll tell you why. Because, because this, it's this, not. It's like years ago. Like we seen the documentary with Pep on Amazon going, oh, Salah can play through the middle and Bobby can do this and Mane does that. He won't have any clue who we're going to start. Hmm. In well, either way, of those games. The way I look at it is, if we give someone a hiding and say Mane doesn't play and Diaz and Jota do, 
right? Bobby's just easy going. He just plays his game. But I think if he'd done it without Mane there, or say Mane, Jota Diaz started and Salah didn't play him, he gave someone a hiding. I think it, them two in particular, just how headstrong they are and how they want to um, contribute and how they want to get in and score goals for Liverpool and affect games for Liverpool. I think that would, it wouldn't be a kick up the arse. I'm not looking to give the boy that's, player to kick up the arse but it would be something where the two of them would go oh, we're giving out hidings now are we without me and the team okay I'm getting back in there and we're going to continue to give out hidings just a little spark you know what I mean just a little spark and look I think the team is playing very well I think in periods we're controlling games in periods we're defending well sometimes it looks a bit disjointed up front I'll give you that but I think you're right in what you're saying people coming back from injuries knocks the, the volume of football they're playing and a new addition to the front line is, all brings that together the thing is, Gav, like, you need to realise as well, the fact we're so good at the moment, you're going to have people looking for chinks in the armour. So, if there's anything there that they feel like they might get a little bit of traction out of and saying, oh, they haven't got this, or they're doing this, or they're doing that, leave them to it. The, the fact of the matter is, we're getting it done with the personnel that we have. And the only concern I'd probably have running on the end of the season is the midfield. Because it's kind of the balance can be so easily affected in there, you know what I mean? With depending on who we have in there. So, look, I I don't really have any. I'm now extra grime. I need. I Jota annoyed me today because um, I thought he was he was at the ref too much. He reminded me of Bruno and Bernardo today a little bit. Just at the ref too much. Just fucking get on with the game. You're not gonna get the FA Cup's different. Like you're probably getting them freeze week in, week out at the in the Premier League, but you're not gonna get them. Slightest touch, he was going down looking for free. And the ball was still playing. And you could even see Klopp going matter on one stage. That annoyed me a little bit. I thought Bobby was sloppy. But look, we're fucking in the hat. We're not even in the hat. The drive's already done. So <laughs> like yeah. what there? We we roll on and we'll meet again. That's kind of we just that's the way it is. You know what I mean? We didn't even have to bleed roll out Divock. We didn't even have to bleed D.O.S. Divock today to dig us out of a hole. We haven't even had to use him yet. We still yeah. have fucking D- Divock wild cards in the bank. So yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Our forwards have got us into this position <clears throat> by doing the business for a whole lot of the season. And in the last few games, it's our defence and our defensive side of our game. So Alisson, the back four, the, the midfield the ones that are driving us you know one nil wins or two nil wins or two one wins you know well where we are because Mo banged in 20 goals in the league Jota's banged in whatever 14 or whatever and Mane as well you know the, I don't know if they're still the top three scorers but they're up there or thereabouts and you know it's been an effort from, from them to get us there we don't need them we don't need you know to be winning five nil for the rest of us. It'd be nice, you know what I mean. It'd be less stressful. You just need to get there, and we need our more defensive side, which is doing it now. Will be what drives us home in most of these games. I think you know teams will fear us in the attacking sense. They always will with the players we have, and whether they're not clicking at the moment, you know, Mo we think came back from Afcon hasn't been great. In all honesty, hasn't been great since he came back from Afcon. He could go out and spank someone. He could, you know, hit a, a big, good team for a hat-trick and then all is good again. You know, then we're not looking at these, you know, missed chances, not passing and things like that. There's been times Diaz has gone through, has tried to pass, it hasn't come off. People are criticising him for being greedy. You know, little things like that. Everyone just gets a bit annoyed about at the moment. But I think that's everyone's living on their nerves a bit. You know, let's just wait and see. 
the attack got us where we are, but it'll be the Virgils and the Allisons and the Fabinho's now that will be looking to to get us over the line. Exactly. It's, yeah. Look, regardless of oil, regardless of what we think might might help us or or, or hinder us, it's going to be brilliant and. I can't wait. I j- and we're going to talk about April in a bit and, and the like fixtures. Like said there, like just before we we get off the holiday, of the squad like to not without sounding like Michael Allen, like there you are breadwinners, yeah, 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 Fabinho, yeah, Virgils, and your Allisons because this yeah. this is the most Michael Allen quote ever. But if you don't concede goals, you won't lose games of football. Yeah, that, like it, it is that simple. Yeah. That we're only relying on a moment. Um, we're only relying on a moment now from one of our forwards because we don't seem to be giving up an awful lot. People talk, they go on about the, they had a huge chance today, but they go on about the high line, but it, it it's destroying teams, that high line. Like you've seen how frustrated the Arsenal front three were getting. Yeah. That's, they're the, they're the main men. We only need to worry about them being in form and we'll get on to the game. Like today, Addison, not a lot to do, but has a huge moment and, you get on to the penalty and all, but the thing that's really annoying me is that nobody actually talks about how good his positioning is initially to be even close to your man there. That's just, yeah. it's the highest level of goalkeeping. Yeah, like, and then there's the one where they call for the penalty and, you know, your man's initiating. That's contact. what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's it, the one. Like, yeah, he's, 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 he's on he's top in, of the striker. Yeah. And he's initiating the contact and, and I think, you know, um, the decision is probably correct there. And then, of course, they will have Liverpool's goal where people are going, oh, is he offside? And look, does it look this? And it does it look that? But, like, Alisson has one bad clearance, doesn't he? Early in the second yeah. half where you go, what the fuck? And I think sometimes that's just, in Alisson, it's like, he just gets bored. And I think, I think I genuinely think his, his, his concentration levels are outstanding because there's a huge amount of games he plays and he's nothing to do and he pulled out his top save near the end of a game. Brighton away um, the other week, I think it was Welbeck or a header and he tipped one over the bar. Good reaction. You know, um, Arsenal early on the season were bashing them and he partly hits a great one towards the top corner, just steps across, makes the save. You know, his his concentration level is great. And then he just drops one like that. And I think, do you know what? I don't think it's a, until we concede one, I don't think it's a bad thing where it nearly snaps them out of this kind of mid-boredom. You know when you're looking at somebody and you're not looking at them, you're looking beyond them, you're just glazed looking past them. That's where it feels like we're Alison at times when he's looking at the game. But then that just kind of clicks him back into gear and, and he's grand, you know, the sort of way. Um, Kev, we make a lot of substitutions in that second half. Do you think it's something you wanted to do? Would you prefer to stay away from that and be a couple up and maybe make one or two? Or was it always the case they're already going to try and make as many as they can? No, I think the way the game played out, it, it needed he was he obviously wasn't happy with something because of the way he changed the shape at the start of the second half. He put Ox out on the left wing and we got overrun in midfield. You know, the forest targeted the two central midfielders and that's where they were getting joy through the middle. So he had to change something. Um maybe the I think for being the the two the two that he changed in midfield looked like they were planned. Henderson and Tiago to come in. I think he'd have preferred to leave Elliot and Ox out if he could. If he could have let them play on if we were more comfortable, I think he'd let them stay on. But the situation in the game dictated what needed to happen and it had to happen. The changes needed to come. And the beauty about uh, us needing, you know, 
a win at all costs in every single game. He's making these changes early, giving players a chance to come on and affect games with half an hour to go, you know, 35 minutes to go sometimes. And it's not like before where he would hold on and hold on and hold on and give him five, 10 minutes at the end and hope. At the minute, he's doing it with half an hour to go, knowing that there's a possibility of extra time to come. You know, um, I think he got the changes right, and when the changes came, we we sewed things up. What Keith was saying there about the clean sheets is is so so spot on. I mean, Joss has a nineteen. I think uh, John was saying it in the chat. Joss has a nineteen goals in all competitions this season. Any other year, from your third choice forward, you're ecstatic over that, you know. But the fact that Allison looks like he's going to challenge Edison for the golden the Golden Globe this year, it's that that gets us over the line. That's what wins your cups and wins your leagues. Clean sheets, miserly back fours, especially when you've got a front five that we've got. You're always going to get goals. And it's clean sheets, the scottery one nils, that's what gets you that's what gets you cups. And I think Klopp managed it pretty pretty he got the changes pretty much bang on today. I don't think he made the fifth change in the end, did he? No, he does four. No, he does four, and that was it. So he held two but back. He does them nearly on top of each other. Yeah, he does four straight, four up, straight yeah. away. Yeah, all of all of them go. And yeah, you know, the change he made at halftime didn't work. So he just said fuck it and made the four changes. Yeah. You know, there, no one was coming coming on that. You know, you were a bit worried about they might be carrying a knock or something. There was none of that. And the players that went off, Ox looked like he hadn't played in a long time. Elliot's the same. He was coming in cold. Joe Gomez came in cold. Kanati came in cold. Bob came back from an injury. And Jota trying to find his way. So with the starting 11 that we had, we were gambling a lot. You know, we gambled an awful lot with that starting 11 that they'd all hit the ground running. And some did, some didn't. Uh, Joe Gomez was very good today. Your says... Uh, Allison, 127 league appearances, 60 clean sheets, two assists, one goal. Um, so you can you can deal with dodgy clearance if you want. Let's be honest about it. Um, Keith, we've spoken about the forwards and things not maybe not clicking and for different reasons. And but we're getting through games. We're winning games and we're winning games because like Shiny and Kev have touched upon clean sheets and so have you clean sheets and being really good defensively. And if you can take one chance or two chances to chance that you win the game, just the way Liverpool are at the moment. But that brings us on to Diogo Jota, because I thought, I agree with Shani, um, way too interested in the referee today and having running battles with him or having a go with him. Um, should have a penalty, right? That's fair enough. And then he looks like a bit like he's drifting out of the game and then bang. I'll just score the winner on 80 or whatever it is, 80, 78 or whatever it is. Um, and that's where he is, Keith. And we, we're just going to have to learn that that's where he is because he's not a Firmino in, holds it, you know, manipulates space, um, brings players into play, it, intricate passing. He's direct. He gets in the box and he scores goals. He's the closest thing to a number nine we have. Yeah, uh, it's true. I mean, the penalty incident at the start, I think he looked very leggy trying to go through. You know, he didn't look very sharp trying to sprint through and that's why Joe Worrell was able to catch up with him and foul him um, but the goal shows what he's good at uh, it's that instinct the reaction around the box around the goal 
You know what I mean? He comes to us. He's not a, a, a number nine. You know, we don't get him as a number nine. He's playing for Wolves as a second striker or a winger. But where he's looking the sharpest, you know, against Leicester earlier on, he's, he comes alive, two chances, comes alive in the box when others are sleeping, bang, scores, does it again today, comes alive, doesn't give up, gets in. And that's what we're getting out of me, sharp over that sort of few yards around the box, around the goal. But outside of that, he's not, he's, he, he doesn't impact games, we all know that. Um, he doesn't have to impact games, do you know what I mean? Does he press? Yeah that'll do for a start do you know what I mean does he work hard not as mu- not as hard as the others but then he will get you a goal when you know Salah doesn't get them type of goals um, Mane doesn't get them type of goals Jota is the one he's the, the most like your Robbie Fowler or Michael Owen you know the more traditional sniff out a chance in the box you know forward play has changed over the years like with everything you know the game evolves and things like that and you he's don't a bit see of a many throwback. of these he's a bit of a throwback, he is a throwback. Coach, yeah that, that's what I'm saying like he, he's very similar to those forwards of a few years ago and maybe even just that is you know is that, enough in the team it's something enough, yeah. different yeah it's that little bit of difference that we have he doesn't try to over over complicate it or overdo it he just comes alive come alive in the box and if the ball breaks you, he's in a position where defenders aren't expecting, goalkeepers aren't expecting. Do you know what I mean? That cross comes in today. It's a bit of a swing on him from Simicast on his bad foot. Good delivery, let's be honest. But you're looking at it, and how is he getting onto that? Do you know what I mean? He's sharp. He's in, like a light. He's in, and he's he's tucking her away. So that's what you get with Jota. He's not going to be like Bobby Firmino. Firmino gets a lot of stick, you know what I mean? But if Firmino could just put the ball in the net, be great. Because his build-up play is excellent. Do you know, if you combine the two of them, you have one of the best footballers in the world, but we have one each. So, you know, Firmino can knit the play and work hard and make the team play better. Firmino makes the team play better, in my opinion. When he's on it, the other forwards get more chances, he creates more opportunities. But Jota doesn't make the team play better, but he can get you the numbers. So, look, I'll take that as well. Uh, goals win games, you know what I mean? So, we'll take that. Sean, it is a case of, like, he's, a, he's just a bit different. You know, Salah is about Salah is about pace. He's about um, just frightening the life out of people. Mane is pace and he works hard. Um, he's very, very good technically as well, Mane. You look, you know what Firmino does. Um, you know, you see Diaz coming now and he looks more and more just like a, an absolute electric winger. And this fella is just different. And sometimes it's hard to identify and be okay with different. You know, someone says there he looks, uh, he looks more effective. He's more effective when he looks least effective. It does his head in, um, and like, that's bang on. Just says Jot is a funny one. We aren't used to having a forward that isn't always involved in the game. Recent years, like the traditional front three, but he's getting goals, and that's key, isn't it, Shani? Because we we have in, probably since Mane rocks up our Anfield, so five six years now. We've always looked for our front three to be mega involved in the game, in both defensive and and an offensive. You know part of the game they're mega involved in everything we do they're crucial whereas Jota seems to come in and go there's no doubt he works Sean because Klopp only said it during the week if you don't work your bollocks off you don't get in this team but he's just one of those where he simplifies the game you know put it in there and I'll fucking score I don't need to do any of the other bits around it there's loads of lads that can do it that's just where he is Sean isn't he yeah it's mad and he's nothing like the player I thought we were getting I didn't associate that with Diogo Jota at all when we saw him I didn't like the beauty of our, you say six, seven now, right? 
there's obviously five of real, real quality, but you go across Origi, Minamino, Diaz, Jota, Mane, Salah, Firmino. No two are the same. Like, no two, they're all different in their own way. And the fact that we've been able to recruit brilliantly so that they fit in, it's just, it stands again to the recruitment team. Like, Diaz is electric. He's completely different. He's a bit more of a wild card than the rest, I feel. Salah is Salah. Sadio is Sadio. Bobby, look, you can't really, you can't kind of pigeonhole these fellas into being the type of forwards because there's not many like them around. They all complement each other well. No more than the original front three. And Neville, uh, Neville went back to that against Arsenal going, Jesus Christ, look, the original three are on now. Like These are okay to get that sort of thing. So, what... It's not even Liverpool 2.0. It's just Klopp is amalgamating a, a forward line where he feels in any given game they can do the job. And Jota has just this knack of getting goals. He reminds me of Raul, like so much of Raul. Yeah, really just, sure. He just nicks in front. He, he's not the most physically imposing, but he just nicks in front of defenders. He just bullies his way in in front of the goal. Like, he gets whipped off as soon as he scores against Arsenal, but he's the one that makes the breakthrough. And you've got, he's going to score big goals between now and the end of the season. And that, he's just accepted his role in the team. Klopp's got the boy in off the mall here. You know what I mean? You, you can't be brilliant every week, but you can get on the score sheet. And I think nobody kind of, nobody epitomises that. He's the anti-Bobby. He's the anti-Bobby. Bobby could be a 10 out of 10 and get nowhere near goal, but he pulled strings get other people involved in the game. You wouldn't see Jota for 90, 80, 90 minutes and he'll just pop up the way he does today. And I couldn't be happier with him, to be honest with you. He, he annoyed the fuck out of me today, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but he scores. Yeah. He scores. And that's it. When that's when look at, You're not going to turn around and go, yeah, Jota was shit. You're like, no, Jota done his job. Yeah. And he got out. That's what he's going to be remembered for. And that's what we have. We have killers up top. And like again, going back to Neville said, we are dangerous. This Liverpool side are dangerous in so many aspects. Salah has had a month off, but he's got a few penalties. He hasn't been great since coming back. He's going through a big rigmarole with his contract at the moment. It hasn't affected us. We've got on. It's not disrupted anything. We've just got on with it. And that that's that's a marker of how good it is. It, Kane at the start of the season he wasn't playing games because of a contract dispute all the shit going on with Salah nobody really cares we're getting on it we have weapons that's the only way of looking at it and look I don't think anybody has it's an embarrassment of riches in a way where we can literally I don't care who starts up top if it's any three of those five I'm good with it that's the God on the truth yeah, no, listen. I don't. I, I, I couldn't give a fuck who plays once we win games and once we score goals. Genuinely, um, and especially when you're in this situation, you know. Don't get me wrong. If 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 you are like in a mad emergency and you play the centre half up front and he scores a goal, you'd be delighted. But you'd be going, listen, that's just not the way forward. But with these, you're just kind of going. I don't care who does it. I don't care because if it gets to the end of the season, and we're sitting here with two, three, four trophies. 
right? No one's going to give a fuck about a fella's performance away in Nottingham Forest or who played, who didn't play, how good was he in that game? He scored, but how good was he? Who fucking cares? Get around in. Um, it's, we've won four. You know the sort of way? So it's, for me, it goes back to the whole thing of results matters. But at the same time, you can't pigeonhole every forward as they have to do A, B and C because some of them don't do A, B and C. They do D. And the other three don't do D. You know, the sort of way where Jota, I think, is one of those where you just, let me score goals and you can do all the fancy stuff. And th- that's absolutely fine. Keith, um, the game is won. We win at 1-0. We're in the semi-final. You look at, you know, Chelsea win away at Borough. Palace hammer Everton. City run out easy winners away at Southampton. And it's probably the four teams you expected to be in the semi-finals. I, um, we're drawn against Man City. Chelsea get... Palace and there's all sorts going on about obviously the young guy at Palace will be allowed to play against Chelsea can Chelsea sell any tickets for the semi-final nobody knows um, it's what we expect to keep but I'm kind of bringing this on to April because I can't wait to start talking about it um, it's going to be it's it's actually a ridiculous schedule isn't it but you just have to go with it you just have to be ready every single time are called upon them every single game. Yeah, exactly. And look, it is going to be tricky. It's going to be a sticky one. But we've said at the start of the show, this is what you're in it for. This is where we all want to be. We couldn't pick it any better. And, you know, to be in with a shout of winning days, to be in Champions League quarterfinals, to be in a title race, to be in cup semifinals, just bring it on. Do you know what I mean? Big games. Liverpool can perform, I think. They can up it and they can do this against the big teams. So we can look at the fixture list. Um, and it starts off. It, it, what's the first game? It's uh, Benfica, is Watford. it? Or Watford. 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 Sorry, Watford. Yeah. Watford. What's it? Benfica City. Benfica City. United. Everton. Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Big games that in there. That sounds like the verse of a line of Richie song. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, but look, it's it these big games. On paper, Manchester United are always a difficult game for us. On paper, Everton are always a difficult game for us. We shouldn't be looking at them teams at any fair. We should be looking at them teams as not routine, but let's not fear them. There was a time when Klopp went into these games, not necessarily our home games, more so the away ones, where he showed too much respect to these teams. I think he's shown over the last while that now those days are gone. We will, you know, look to mount that past them. The City ones are big ones, but the five subs in the FA Cup semi-final could benefit us with those options that we have up front that we can bring in where the City sort of scamper you know to try and get a forward option off the bench if they need it we do have them options there that could be big but you just want to be there Gav we take this you know if we if we the fixture list and we're looking at let's say Brighton we're looking at Crystal Palace we're looking at um Wolves, we're looking at Leicester, we're looking at throwing the United, we're looking at Spurs, you know, trickier, nearly trickier games that you take your eye off the ball with. We have to be on these now. We have to be on top of it. There's no reason why we can't go through and win every one of these games. Possibility we won't, but we have to look every one at a time, one at a time, cup final, boom, cup final, boom, cup final, boom. Every single one of them treated like that, one game at a time. It's a cliche. We know it's a cliche. We've always said they look at blocks of games. Those days, I think, are numbered now. It's just, what's the next game, right? This is the biggest game you ever played in your life. It's Watford at home. Don't care. Biggest game you ever played in your life. Get out there and win that one. 
the next one, Benfica, biggest game in your life, get out and win it. Do you know what I mean? And they have to treat it like that. So the fixture list is poxy, but we have a brutal January fixture list as well. With February fixture list, December, every month is is tricky. Am I just going over? Am I taking over? Am I beating them? We're in that mentality now. We spoke about Manchester United when they done the treble, scuttering to wins at the, the arse end of the season. That's what we're going to have to do as well. But I think we are going to give a lick into a few of these as well along the way. So look, bring it on. Let's see where we go. Let's see what we let's see what shape we're in at the end of end of April. We could be all, you know, very happy at that stage. We could all be very happy or we could be out of an FA Cup. We could be out of the Champions League and we could be, could be out six points behind on the toilet race. We could yeah. be. But, <clears throat> but you have to get in there to see uh, the results. To, to find out yeah. where you're going to be at the end of April, you have to be going into April in a position to want to know the result at the end of the month. Yeah, exactly. Kev, I'm a big believer in momentum. In if you're winning games, you're not hurt. You'll just wait. You just want the next one. Give me the next one. Give me the next one because you know it's getting closer and closer. It's key you hear, Kev, that Liverpool come back against Watford and lay down another marker. And I know we've done loads this season and I know we've a ridiculous amount of clean sheets and despite City dropping something like seven points since November, they're still only a point clear of us, right? But it's important, Kev, we go and lay another marker on the 2nd of April, I think it is, against Watford at Anfield. And Anfield shows everyone that, right, this stadium is knocking it up a gear or two here now for the last two months of the season. Yeah, look, everyone is going to be watching the international break, hoping and praying that everyone comes back. Um, Odds are most of them will. We might pick up one or two, but the hope is that everyone comes back. And the players... I mean, we all know it as fans, but the players, I bet you a pound to a penny, they have a sheet up somewhere in the dressing room and they're just ticking them off one by one by one by one. All this nonsense about we look at one game at a time. Do they hell is like? They know exactly the situation. They know exactly where they are and they know what's at the end of this. You know, at the end of this, they're going to, they could be immortalized forever as the first to do something that's never been achieved in football. It's never been done. So these players, they know this. They're, they're not stupid. And they have to know that the 12.30 kickoff, there can't be a lull. You know, you start how you mean to go on. And 12.30 Watford at home is the first of a run. And it's going to be the most difficult run, I'd say, that we've faced in a, in years. Between the quality of opposition and the volume of games and the importance of every single fixture. I think the Champions League game, you couldn't have handpicked a better one. You really couldn't. I mean, for for all of Benfica's tradition and everything that, they're miles off Porto in the league. You have a, a back, you have a centre-back pairing of Otamendi and Vertonghen. And if you can't do a job on those two, then, you know, you don't belong to, you don't belong in the semi-final. So, there are games where You'd hope that you can manage the squad, that you'd hope you can go and get a job done in the first leg and manage the second leg properly. But the first the first game, it has to start off right. I mean, it would be an absolute disaster if we allowed what happened when we lost the unbeaten run to Watford. If, if that ever happened again, mm-hmm. it would be... A case of the wheels could ah, fall the off. Was, the league was one boy then, Kev. The I know, I know, I know. But at the same time, it only takes one fuck up 
to for everything to to start doubts and. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, sometimes when you're fucking up, it's because Man City as well. Yeah, it does. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, and and sometimes when you do fuck up, um, and it happens City every season because they're in a cruise control somewhere. And they can't shift themselves out of that. They can't put themselves back into gear. Uh, Red Steve said, if it turns out Shawnee is handcuffed to a radiator and blinking SOS in Morse code, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> he says, okay. Um, uh, Red Steve loves the show and Shawnee, and Shawnee loves them, by the way. But you know what I mean, Kev? Like, this goes back to the whole thing of we know where we stand. There's no leeway. There's no, there's no slack there's nothing like because Rory makes a great point. He said we would like we would still have the same April schedule if we lost today, as we will play Aston Villa in the FA Cup semi final weekend. Yeah, keep spinning the plates as long as possible and see where they land in May, and that just pushes the Villa one down the line a bit more. You know the sort okay. of way, and um, they're going to have to fit that in somewhere as I well. Think that one, that one gets fitted in either second last or yeah, it'll probably be after the cup final. Yeah, there's so, a, after the cup final, there's a midweek slot before the last game of the season, mm. so it'll have to go there. There is no other option for that. Mm. But you have to start off while you you know start off flying. So that Watford game is everything, you know. And the players coming back from international break will know this. You know they'll they'll be eyeing this up as well, and they'll target Watford. And they'll want to put on a performance and show show Man City. That look, you're not going away from us anymore. You know, you're got. It's down to you now because we'll go top mm. before they kick off. They're playing air game now. Yeah, they're, they'll you know, play. They're, they're playing on air terms now. Exactly, and it was always a case that it was in our hands. Once we got it to, I think within three points, it was in our hands, and yeah. it's still in our hands. Yeah. No matter what Man City do, the Man City can't stop us winning the league as long as we win there. If we win all our games, there's fuck all they can do about it. Yeah, unless they score eight, they win eight nil. No, because it, no, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter now. They're they're dropping. Oh points. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, yeah. I thought you said when we got the yeah. three points. Sorry, now yeah, it doesn't because we. we now yeah, it we, doesn't make a blind bit of yeah, difference. It did at three points. And that's difference. its own pressure. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, its own it, pressure. It's when you mentioned the three points that went into my yeah. head. Right, I'm going to go around the table with this, and um, we'll we'll head off then after. Right, Shawnee, you know the schedule. You know who we have in the in you know who we have in a possible um we know you have in the Champions League quarter final possible possibilities in the semi final. You know what's happening in the FA Cup now. You know where we are in the league and the fixtures we have left, nine of them I think. Yeah, nine of them. And you know where everyone else stands. A does it excite you? And B where do you think right now and listen, this isn't a definitive Right now, as we sit, where do you think? What do you think happens with Liverpool over the month of April and looking into May, and could be finals and, and absolute run-ins to the to the death. Um, does it excite me? Of course, it does. It's this is kind of unprecedented. Especially being like we've seen so much in the last couple of years. Like it, it, it's kind of hard to believe the journey we've been on since clubs came in and. Uh, this is mad this is mental like there's loads of cliches that have been thrown around by football by years but where every game's a final and all but fucking genuinely is like it is like this there's nothing to be uh, nothing to bulk at and the thing is like in terms of opposition fans they they 
it'd be more and more every week them going, oh, them fucking ages thinks they're going to win a quad and then they're going, oh, they're still in all them competitions and Jesus, Liverpool are in another semi-final and it's just box-taking gaff. Who knows? So much can swing. And, and this is what happened this season. We were fucking 12 points behind these at Christmas and now we're breathing down our neck. So much changes in two weeks in football, never mind the month. But if you look at each and every one of those games, you need to think, yeah, we can win every one of them games. Easily. Not easily, but it can be done. Watford should beat them. Benfica should beat them. City away, it's going to be tough. But if you look at the way they're playing, I think there's a good time to be playing them. In the FA Cup, like Keith said, five subs, I think we have the depth to oust them. And then you're going into May and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, we're still... The fact that it's it's going to be able next time we kick a ball and we're fighting on all fronts is mad. The thought that we can be doing it in May is fucking bonkers. Well you could be going into you could be going into the start of May knowing you're in the Champions League final. Yes. Um or I think you might have one leg of it done. Um you'll know in an FA Cup final. We, and you'll know it, exactly where you're The you thing are is in the, the difference now is a couple of weeks going you've been banging the quad drum for ages. I haven't, I haven't gotten bored with it. I think it's, it's such a fucking difficult thing to do to win all four competitions because we had an off night tonight against Forest. Not a night we could have been banged out. Inter Milan could have been. We're getting done. We're getting it done though. But the path is clear now. We literally know every game we'll play between now and May. We know every single game we'll play. Whether yeah. it's going to be... Bar, bar, yeah. where the, bar where the Villa one is and I think it was Emmett said. Yeah, but um, we know where the fixtures are. We know yeah. what the fixtures are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know who bar, are. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't know whether we're going to play... We don't know whether we'd play City or, or Chelsea or Palace in a final or Villarreal or Bayern in a semi. They're literally the only things now that, that are up. But we, 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 our route is planned out. Do you get me? Like... Mm. You can see everything. The road is ahead of us. Um, I just hope people don't try to bleed baby out with the bat water if you drop points in a league game because it, there's yeah. going to be loads of twists and turns in this. Yeah, That's the way it is. Yeah. There's no room for, not much margin for error in the FA Cup or the Champions League, but the league is going to be mad. It's just, it's. I can't believe I'm having this conversation. I, I genuinely it. can't. I always felt like... But you're going to have it next week as well. <laughs> I said it so... I, I said that we'd be really, really strong in the Champions League and I thought we would. I thought the FA Cup, I thought Klopp would do the usual and fuck it off when... But he hasn't. And the league, I put my hand up. I thought we were dead and buried. I didn't see City, I didn't see City letting us back in. But they have and they are wobbling as much as people won't like to admit it. They are wobbling and they look more likely to drop points every week than we do. So... It's got, I don't know where we're going to be at the end of May, but I know where I'll be. And fucking further away from your sanity every game, I imagine. Yeah, and listen, you'll take it for the ride. And, and look, yeah, I'm banging this quadruple drum ages because I'm just like that, where I just go, we're still in it. It's still going on. Um, the league one was one way you were kind of clinging for a bit, where you're going, can this happen? But I, until it's impossible with this Liverpool side, it's not. It's not impossible whatsoever. Um, you know, 
uh, we could get to the end of April and we could be out of an FA Cup, we could be out of a Champions League. And as I said, we could be, you know, five, six points behind City with a couple of games left. And that might happen. But it won't stop me from turning around and going, what a team and what an effort. Because t- for me, I don't care how good a side you are, for, f- to go into it, to have, to be in a, to, to have a cup done, an FA Cup semi final, a Champions League quarter final, um, to go on a ridiculous run to, to cut something from 14 points to one, even though two of those games were in hand. So you've, you've, you've pulled seven points back on them basically, um, since Christmas. Um, is nothing short of brilliant. And I'll applaud this side no matter what they come out with at the end of the season. Because, and listen, I know how good they are by the amount of people, opposition fans go, ha ha ha, you didn't do this or you didn't do that. Because then you know how good you are. Because they know that they were shitting themselves. And the only reason they were shitting themselves is because they thought Liverpool could do it. And that's how good they are. But that's just the way I am. Keith, um, I want to throw something in here. Um, a few people have reminded us beforehand. Um, Man City have declared that the Liverpool versus Man City game at the Etihad is now um, a dangerous game of some sort. Yeah. Never before has it been like this, but all of a sudden now it is. And they've cut Liverpool's allocation in the ground down to 2,800. I think that's down from around, I think it's about 3,500 or 4,000, I think. Okay. Um, but all of a sudden now, um, you know, safety bodies and stuff like that have decided that Man City versus Liverpool is a high-risk game for danger. Their heads are falling off, Keith, um, in my yeah. opinion. And how are you feeling about April and where do you feel we will be at the end of it? I agree, their heads are falling off and it's little things like that and people might think it's it's such a big deal. They do not want what, three and a half thousand Liverpool fans in that stadium because they'll make more noise than the Man City fans. They'll cut it as much as they can. And I hope Liverpool remember little things like this. They probably won't, but, you know, it, it's ridiculous and it's petty by Man City. But I think, I'm of the opinion that we're still talking about this in the start of May, that we're looking at, as you say, we're top of the league at that stage, we're in the final of the FA Cup, we're in the Champions League whatever, one foot in the final of the Champions League. And that can come across as cocky and arrogant. I don't mean it to. I genuinely believe that this team, with this manager, with the squad of players that we have, will never be as as well placed or prepared for this than we are now. And I just think, you know, fate can, can knock you down. But I think it can play a, a big part in where we're going to be here. And I just think Liverpool can... I think they're going to let out a couple of teams along the way and I think we're going to scut our way past a couple of these games. But I think we're going to do enough that we're going to have a much clearer picture in the start of May on the positive side. Do you know what I mean? Not a, we Obviously, we'll have a clearer picture. We could be out of everything by then. But I think we'll be looking at it in May and if any of you have a blade of hair left, I'll be surprised. But look, let's just wait and see. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, Kev... A lot. You can be you can be glass half glass half full, and then you can be glass half empty at times. Yeah. But come on, you know the only thing we can do with this is enjoy the riot, um, appreciate the team we have in front of us, and if they go and do the unthinkable, brilliant. Um, and if they don't, you go well. It's not for a lack of trying or a lack of quality. Exactly. Is it? No, it's not. And the, the way I'm looking at it, I think the league is obviously going to be the hardest one. 
yeah, because the, the level of opposition we're going to be playing is going to be <coughs> 10. I think City drawing Atletico Madrid is going to do them absolutely no favours whatsoever in the league. They can't take their foot off the gas. Whereas I think we'll beat Benfica comfortably away in the first leg. I think we could do a real number on them. City will not get that luxury against Atletico Madrid in either game. And they've got us sandwiched in the middle. So I think by the time we go to the Etihad, I don't know who was saying it earlier on in one of the pods, but I think it might have been Phil. He was saying that by the time we played it, by the time that game is finished, we could be opening up a gap on City. The by the time that's done, we could be they could be dead and buried. Their season could be over. That's the facts of it. They could be out of Europe. I think they will. I think that Atletico will beat them over the two legs. I think they've just got that kind of style of football to give them all kinds of trouble. And you wouldn't know what would happen then. Their season could completely fall apart, could completely derail them. Whereas I don't think a failure for us in the FA Cup or in a league game is going to derail our season. I just don't. I think we're definitely going to be, come the end of May, we're going to be lifting more silverware. It's just a case of what is it going to be. I think we have a better chance in the Champions League and the FA Cup to nail it. The league will be harder because we're going to be playing against sides who are trying to get into Europe, trying to avoid relegation. Plus, you know, sides getting into the top four. But, yeah, I can't, I can't see any other way than us being putting out a season that we're going to be remembering for a long, long time. I've never seen anything like this. Never. You know, the side that we, when we won the Champions League and we pushed City in the league that year pales into what this season could achieve. It really does. And that's, that's, I never thought I'd see that season eclipsed. But here we are two years later and we're doing it again. Yeah. And it's, not, it's we just have fucking insane. Oh, you have a prediction? Yeah. Okay. Set your recorders. Here we go. Yeah. You can clip this up. I have a prediction here. Norse Ratchet is going to be pressing start on the stream yard. This is going to be hosting this podcast by the end of next. We're all going to go on the only bit. Well, I, I'm, just let, I'm letting you know. Listen, I'm like one flew out of the cuckoo's nest, and here it is. 100%. I'll, I'll make this promise. The night, if we win the FA Cup, we will definitely do a show after, right? If we win the league, we will definitely do a show after. Same for the European Cup. But we don't know where it's going to come from. We could be doing it on a phone from a boozer. And um, I promise you, if Liverpool win the European Cup to make a four in Paris on the 28th of May, I think it is, um, that won't be show for a week. I ju- it just, there just won't be, right? Um, all you just piss off and have a good week and we'll see you the, fo- uh, the following Monday. Um, for me, I'm just so excited by it. You know, 18, 19 was a great run in the league and the European Cup. 19, 20, we were just imperious in the league. Um, last year was one of those where just nothing went right for us and you know no matter what we tried uh, there was fellas falling by the wayside everywhere and we still managed to come toward and I think that might be a huge factor in what drives us this season because we don't only want to go and win a competition to, to say look that was a bit of a one-off last season with just the injuries we had this is a very likeable squad when you'll see them on social media and you see them doing 
ads for different things within within Liverpool or inside Anfield or inside whatever, but they're ruthless as well. And they are so driven. And, you know, I'd say they, not, they don't only want to put one competition up there like the League Cup or two like an FA Cup. They want to absolutely nail their colours um, to a few trophies this season and to show people that wrote them off, laughed at them, um, ridiculed them last season, despite, you know, the biggest one is 21 different centre-back partnerships across the season. I think this squad, as nice as they are and as likeable as they are, I think are absolute rootless wankers when they want to be. And that's what you need to be. And I think that's what will drive them on. As much as, you know, game by game and win this and win that and keep going, that memory of last season hurt a lot of players. A lot of players. It hurt a lot of staff at Liverpool. It hurt managers, um, fans, you name it. And I... I just feel that what they're going to try to do this season is not only for themselves, but it's to put a major, major answer back to people that wrote them off last season ridiculously and decided that this season they wouldn't be even be eligible to go get into the top four um, based on a completely weird season last season. So I hope Liverpool keep going. Um, I'll applaud them at the end of the season regardless because we're sitting here on the 20th of March or wherever it is and we're in all four competitions which is absolutely brilliant and I'll applaud them at the end of the season anyway but if they can go and ram it down people's throats while having a great time doing it that would be the biggest thing to come out with the trophies are lovely but the fact that those players are able to turn and answer people emphatically is um, is absolutely huge for me absolutely huge um, anything else before we go Keith? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm dying. You're dying. still a bit hungover. I am. I am. I don't go out much anymore, Gav. And uh, you won't be going out yeah. with me again. No, <laughs> you have like no. already, Keith. Like, me and Paddy Paddy Lawson walked into the pub yesterday at about five o'clock, and Gav was half caught at that stage. So, what time are you here since he was there since four? So he was already hammering them in at that stage. Yeah. So we were nearly playing, played catch. Well, Paddy wasn't. I was playing catch up with him. And uh, oh, the worst for it. I'm, I'm not the better for it today. You know what I mean? I'm not able oh, for it. And then I was up. It's going to ring the fleece. No, no, no. Jesus, no. I'm on the milk. On the milk. On the good stuff. But um, I was up this me? morning then early with was. young flip, And I had to go to mass and all this morning. I've had a bad mass. day. I've had a <laughs> 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 You had to go to mass this morning. But do you know what happened to me yesterday? I had you down for a drink. I didn't have you down for a fucking lawyer, though. <laughs> uh, uh, <come> <laughs> um, what happened to me yesterday was I played golf. And when I got to the pub, I really wanted a point of Heineken or something like that. And I had two. And I had two in about seven minutes, to be honest with you. They were lovely. And then I think I was on my third one fairly quickly and somebody beside me to me left or the three points of Guinness and they landed and the three boys took a sup of this Guinness went Jesus that's like cream and I went no way and I felt a bit jealous so I called the girl back and goes get another one of them bring them down here so I was literally sitting there drinking Heineken and Guinness at the same time just because I wanted something refreshing but the Guinness looked lovely and it just went on and on till about midnight last night like and it was just horrendous like um, Keith got his bus home with his Chinese was your Chinese nice? Ah, it's poxy. Brutal it was. Freezing cold when I got home, yeah. <laughs> um, that 40 minutes on the bus didn't help. But, um, no, it didn't. No. no. But listen, fair play to you for turning up tonight. Shani, anything else before we go? Oh, all good. Um, two weeks off now of this little holiday. <laughs> <laughs> little emotional break. 
Uh, I can walk on my mental gymnastics now for the next two <laughs> weeks. Uh, I have a nice walk out there if you DM me and I'll send it on to you. But okay. now, all good. Unfortunately, I couldn't make last night, but uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have amped opportunity to... Uh, yeah, next Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. Oh. Who knows? Yeah, no, let's see it about it. I'll see you next time. Oh, Jesus, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next time, um, we'll have another go at it. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? Nah, mate, all good. All, all good. good. All right. Yeah. Happy days. Well, listen, um, I don't know how we done on bet, mate, this week. Um, Not good. Not good, believe it or not. Okay. Um, <laughs> of course, Liverpool don't have any games for the thing, but if you want to check out BetMate, go and do so. The link is in the description. You can join for free. You get involved in a free pot to see the lay of the land and stuff like that. They've also brought in this thing where you can create your own private pots where you can invite friends to play along with you and get involved. And that's so there's another element to it, which is really good. Check them out. We're having a great time doing it. We've won £20, I think, so far across the thing, but and which is fuck all. But we're having a great time doing it. We really enjoy doing it and getting the guests and the chat and stuff involved. And our, and our Telegram app as well, getting them involved and picking it has been really good. Failicon is our charity. Please, 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 I keep saying it. Um, if you can donate, please donate. Don't give us any super chats here. Don't try send us any money for anything like that please if you're thinking of sending us any money for super chats or anything don't go to the link in the description donate to Failicon take the link for the donate page and send it to everyone you know and help us get to that 10k because listen we might win four trophies but getting that crowd getting that charity to 10k is bigger right simple as that that'll be the highlight of our season if we can get them to 10k by june so please um donate and if you can't because i understand people you know difficult times and stuff like that absolutely but go and um share it amongst friends family work colleagues whatever it might be do something and work you know what i mean shave each other's head and work for charity or something like that and give all the money to us or to fail account do you can do whatever you want and if you do want to go and do something like that let us know and we'll back you completely on it you know, and we give you a shout out for us. If you want to do stuff and work with friends, family, your kids, don't shave your kids' heads. It doesn't, it won't end well. But anything, yeah. anything along them lines, go and, um, go and make sure, uh, you do donate or you do, uh, pass it on. With regards to this week, as Shani said, we have some time off from football, but that doesn't mean we take time off. Well, I don't anyway. So winners and losers will be back tomorrow. There will be no cop update tomorrow. I'm at a funeral, so I can't I can't do anything about it. Um, but winners and losers will be back tomorrow night, and then we'll be looking at some quizzes, some drafts. We might have a look back at old seasons, players. We'll come up with something over the next two weeks to keep us all entertained. If you have any suggestions, go into the comments after this show, leave them with us, and we'll see what we can do. Um, that's about it. That has been the Fatback 4. Um, it's Sunday night. Have a really good week. And um, yeah, should we be back tomorrow at some stage? Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.